0: Welcome to Real Horror Case Files, where I, Salva, tell you all about the most horrific and terrifying true crime and paranormal stories from around the world. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Chantel.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: How are you? Um, are you... I'm, I'm good. Okay. Are you I got ready? jump scared. Oh. Yeah,
1: so, um, my, the, so... In my bedroom, right. Yeah. And the other bedroom, where my cousin was, right, he left the bedroom door open. Uh huh. I went to go get water from the fridge, and I just saw a foot on the bed. And it scared me. <laughs> I was like, "Why is there a foot?" It was a stuffed animal.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> it was just
1: it, it scared me because I was like, "What is that?"
0: Well. Speaking of scary things. Um the story that I'm going to tell you today. Okay. The case that I'm going to tell you about today. Okay. Um like of of the ones that we've done so far, this one really messed me up. Okay. Like I I researched this and did these notes a while ago and I like at least think about it every day. It's like, you know how on TikTok the whole thing is, how often do men think about the Roman Empire? Like, I think yeah. this is my Roman Empire. Um just about how horrific and how it just really made an impression on me.
1: Okay. Well, for
0: going the wrong reasons. Off,
1: going off of what you're saying now i don't think i want to do this anymore i want to go home
0: chantel believe me this isn't the, like I'm
1: scared.
0: this isn't the only one that's gonna be like this but this one like to date and we, like this is just this is only episode four
1: so how about you tell your story but i'll send you a recording of me just being like
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: <laughs> oh that's scary and you can just plug
0: those those in wherever you um, feel like. <laughs> it's it's not really scary. It's it's not really scary. It's more, it's definitely sad. And Well, then I'll be like,
1: well, that's so sad. And then um, you can yeah. plug
0: that sound
1: in wherever you need to.
0: Post that at Chantel. <laughs> um, the story that I want to talk to you about today is... Um, the story that inspired the movie, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, and Elise Michel. Mm. Um, and I do want to warn the viewers and listeners that um, you're more than welcome to look up pictures and the audio recordings of this case.
1: Oh, it's so creepy. It's, like, scary and But it
0: is and... it is oh. very gruesome and it is very disturbing, so that is your it's warning. It's hard.
1: It's hard to see and learn, listen to.
0: I did and I I, have once and I've
1: never done it again
0: ever yeah um I'm not going to show images and I'm not going to have you listen to the audio um during the show but if you want to go deeper and that's where you want to go you're more than welcome to but I am warning you that it is very gruesome and it is very disturbing um yes you're doing so at your own degree you're doing
1: so at at your own discretion.
0: discretion your own discretion is advised Uh i am just warning you so let's get into this is kind of why i wanted to do this story just to get it out of the way because i Uh i i need to get past. it, it really did like put an impression on me and um i do think about it quite often because it's so disturbing yeah um so let's talk about annalise and i've heard her name be michael but i think the actual pronunciation is michelle it's spelled... She, she's was from she Ger- German? She's German. So I believe the proper pronunciation is Michelle. It's spelled M-I-C-H-E-L.
1: I feel like that's the proper pronunciation. Yeah, so
0: I'm going to say Michelle throughout the story. If I say Michael by accident, I don't intentionally mean to do that. It's just... My own stupidity and dyslexia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's your own. It's you reading it as yeah, phonetically.
0: Yeah. Um, so she was born Anna Elizabeth Michel on September 1st, 1952 in. Um, and I'm going to butcher this and I'm sorry. Um. Leib- Leibling, West Germany.
1: So here's a thought. Yeah. I'm going to send you a bunch of German um, cities and you're going to try to pronounce them all because <laughs> that was, um, that was an attempt.
0: <laughs> that was really an attempt. Um, the, uh, well, Bavaria, West Germany. I'll I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. Uh, Bavaria, <laughs> West Germany. Um, she. I mean, hey, I don't even
1: know how it's supposed to be pronounced. So who am I to judge, honestly? Yeah,
0: tr- truly, if you live there, please don't come at me. Um, anyways, um, she was raised a devout Roman Catholic um, in a devout Roman Catholic family by her parents, Joseph and Anna, and she had three sisters. She herself was very religious and would attend church twice a week. Um, at the age of 16, she suddenly blacked out while she was at school, um, and she apparently began walking around dazed, which she didn't remember, but her family and friends said that she looked to be in a trance-like state. At 17, she expect, uh, she experienced another similar occurrence, but this time she woke up in a trance, wet her bed, um, and went through a series of convulsions that caused her body to shake uncontrollably. So, of course, things like that happen. The logical thing is to go see a doctor.
1: Yeah, that would be my first yes. be my first thought.
0: <laughs> they went to go see a neurologist who diagnosed her with um, temporal lobe epilepsy, which causes seizures, loss of memory, and experienced visual and auditory hallucinations. I would like you to keep that in mind throughout this story.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it is also called. <laughs> here we go. I don't know. Geschwind syndrome. Okay. I think that, I think that was pretty But That good. sound. that sound. I mean, that's. correct to me. I will write know. it here underneath. Oh <laughs> yeah. Um, Geshwin syndrome, which is a disorder marked by hyper Um, and I want, just remember the whole, like, seizures, loss of memory, and experienced visual and auditory hallucinations. Yeah. Just, re- just remember that. Um, in June of 1970, she had her third seizure, and a uh, at a psychiatric hospital where she was staying, um, and she began taking medication for her epilepsy, and, in, and enrolled in the University of Würzburg in 1973, where she studied to be a teacher. Um, her classmates described her later described her as withdrawn but very religious. I would like you to yeah. also keep that in mind. There's this. there's
1: a lot happening here that I feel like is going to make this a really, really sad story. Yes. Like, like, yes, there's the whole religious aspect of it, but you also have to consider the medical aspect of it and the two colliding against each other.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um... Even though she was taking her medication, her state worsened, and at this point, she believed that she was being possessed by a demon. Um,
1: so she was the one who thought she was being possessed? It wasn't like anyone in her life who was sort of hinting at it?
0: I think there were definitely... I think it's a mix of both. I think she definitely thought of that just because she was very devout. Very religious. And after, Mm -hmm. like, considering, okay, we did go to the doctors, like, what could it possibly be? I think it's this. I also think just because she was, her family was also very, very religious, fueled that a little bit. Yeah. And that's what made her think that she was being possessed. Yeah.
1: I would have to agree with that.
0: Yeah. Now, he, the medication that she was taking during this time, um, she was taking something called Dilantin, which is an anti-convulsion drug. She was also taking um, Alept, which is used in a treatment of various psychosis, including um, schizophrenia, and in November of 1973, she was um, prescribed Tegretol, um, which is an anti-seizure drug and mood stabilizer, um, an anti-psychotic drug during the course of the sessions, of, um, sessions.
1: Yeah. So not only do you have doctors telling you one thing, you have your religion and your beliefs telling you something else, and then you add medication into the mix
0: that and you, this, is, we, we this know. is a storm <laughs> and here's it's like it's too just... you have to keep in mind that sometimes medication doesn't really work for like certain medications work. Like, don't work for you and maybe the medication if, if you look at like whoa sorry
1: i lost <laughs> audio okay. for a second i couldn't hear but okay hear um what i was gonna say if you look at like anybody who has any experience with any type of medication, they know it's very much trial and error. It's not the first thing you take is going to work. Like for, I mean, for my migraines, it was very much trial and error until we found something that took care of migraines, right? Mm -hmm. Everything you do is trial and error. Yeah. So it's like, the first thing might, like it might, the first med you take might take care of one symptom, but not all of them. Yeah. Or it might not even take care of any of the symptoms. It's just, it's anything to do with the medical takes time. It takes trial and error because like everybody's different. Everybody's body is going to react to things differently. Yeah. You know, absolutely. it's just, it's just the way, unfortunately the way it is. And then you also have the other thing, the other side of doctors actually listening to what you're saying as yeah. well. Right. Cause some doctors, I mean, I feel like I've been very fortunate that I haven't had this issue, but I know a lot of people do where doctors don't necessarily listen Mm -hmm. to what people are saying. So you also have that factor
0: to look at. It's just a it's just
1: a hodgepodge of a bunch of stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, She said that she began seeing the face of the devil and hearing whispering demons everywhere she went and she began suffering from depression because of it um which does happen a lot with yeah. with unmedicated or maybe not properly medicated um mental illnesses illnesses yeah. is you know they'll then go through like nothing's working so they'll go through a period of depression so with everything she is now going through depression
1: yeah, and the meds could also have a factor because, you know, there are a lot of meds out there where side the effects. symptoms are, yeah, where the side effects are depression or anxiety. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's just, again, it's a
1: hodgepodge of a bunch of things that yeah. are coming together. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And this is why this case, like, kind of really messed me up while I was researching it. um, And just seeing her decline after this yeah. is really sad because she... She's in her 20s. She's in her early 20s at this point. Yeah, she, she's really she, young. She has an aspiration to become a teacher. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she she has a future ahead of her. And it's really, really sad. It's
1: um, very sad.
0: Yeah. So, her father decides to take her to um, Italy, San D'Emano, Italy, for a Christian pilgrim. Um, this so basically um, there she was uh, she was unable to enter the shrine um, she said the soil burned her feet like burned like fire um, and she couldn't really stand um, she would gnash her teeth at the other people praying and she refused to drink the water from the spring
1: yeah yeah It's hard. It's hard to say because my first instinct is always going to be, oh, it's the medical side of things. And it's just showing up in her beliefs. But it also very much could have been like, who am I to say one way or the other, you know? Yeah. But also it could just be a mixture of both things like um, making the other thing worse, if that makes sense. Mm Yeah. But it's just, it's just, it's its very sad because I feel like a lot of this is her, unfortunately, manifesting it through her mental illness. And it's just, Yeah, sad.
0: I mean, I'll tell you my final thoughts about the whole situation at the it, end. It very but...
1: much, it very much feels like he, like the father brought her there to give hope, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is also the other side, like her family stood by her the entire time. They didn't uh-huh. abandon her. They they did what she wanted at the end. Yeah. They did they did what she wanted. Yeah. Um but we'll we'll get to that later on. Um so she started to seek out a priest, but everyone that she went to turned her away and told her to seek medical help. Um and um at and the that they would need permission from a bishop to conduct an exorcism. Do we know how many priests she went to? Not that I know of. It didn't come up in any because research. if it was
1: if it was multiple, I feel like that says a lot to what the priests themselves
0: I think it was multiple felt
1: felt was happening.
0: You know? I think it was multiple. Um, and they said, you know, even, you need medical help, and even if you, if we do conduct an exorcism, we still need permission from a bishop. Yeah. Um, so, I guess that, that tells you a little bit. So, her beca- her behavior began to become stranger and stranger, um, as no one would help her. She would rip her clothes off her body, she would crawl under the table and start barking like a dog, she ate spiders and coal. Um, she, she would lick her own urine from the floor, um, and she would injure herself a lot. Um, her mother Anna and her family found a priest, um, Ernst Alt, who believed she was possessed, stating, quote, "She didn't look like an eplectic." Um, Is that how you say it? I don't know. I can't see the word. I'm sorry. E P I L E P T I C. Is it epileptic? Epileptic. Yes, sorry. Again, (laughs) I can't speak. If you couldn't. Can't read either. Yeah. Epileptic. End quote. Um, Alt wrote to the local bishop, Bishop uh, Joseph. Stengel, who approved the request and granted another local priest, Arnold Renz, to perform an exorcism, um, but ordered it in secret.
1: Hmm. That's odd. Why would you order it in secret? Because, like, it's, it's so, first of all, it's weird that it took them so many priests to find one who would be willing. To perform an exorcism. Yep. But also it's weird that they were like, We'll do the exorcism but we'll only do it in secret.
0: Don't tell anyone.
1: Yeah, that's that's a little odd. <laughs> I feel I'm like
0: nothing it doesn't it it is very unsettling to me.
1: Mm-hmm. To me too.
0: Yeah. So Annalise wrote to Father Alt, quote, I am nothing. Everything about me is vanity. What should I do? I have to improve. You pray for me. End quote. So she wants it to happen. Yeah. Again, she's not doing anything unwillingly. So m- my
1: question though mm-hmm. is at this point in time has she stopped taking her medication?
0: Or it is she still
1: right? Because I feel like I feel like if she feels like she needs the exorcism, you know, do the exorcism because it is her beliefs and it is what she feels like is happening, but to be safe, I feel like it would be a good idea to
0: continue,
1: like, medical treatment, you know, just in case if it's one or the other or if it's a mixture of both
0: happening, right? It's unclear and my speculation, again, this is my speculation, I'm not saying this is fact- at all is that mm-hmm. she tried the medication she didn't think it worked assumed she was being possessed and as soon as she assumed she was being possessed she stopped taking the medication and that's how right. it got worse
1: yeah that's very much it seems like the trend that is happening which is sad yeah it's quite sad because like she was so young
0: she was she and was in her early 20s
1: and it's so hard because it is truly what she believed, and obviously what her family believed. And mm-hmm. it's and it's like there could it could have been so many things, yeah, that were just coming together.
0: Yeah, at this point, she also had a boyfriend who, um, I believe, had proposed to her. So okay. again, she had her whole future laid out right in front yeah. of her. She was, you know. It's just so sad to see and to hear. It's very sad. Yeah. So at this point, they decide to go with the exorcism. So um, what is an exorcism exactly? I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. Um, Okay. It's a specific form of prayer that the church uses against the power of the devil um, as part of protocol Um, An assessment should occur to determine the true state of the person, so they do a medical, psychological, and psychiatric testing. Um, It is is the last resort of a series of medical tests to determine the individual's health if results come back quote-unquote normal.
1: Okay, so like... They say it's a last resort, but she had an official diagnosis. So my question is, what else did they see or suspect that they thought that this diagnosis wasn't the full story?
0: I think that's why they did it in secret. Right, because it didn't meet the
1: requirements.
0: No. And here's the thing with this case. This particular case... Is the reason why now there's more strict rules about doing exorcisms? You before this story, you just had to get permission from a bishop, now you have to get clearance from the Vatican. Yeah, and now the Vatican has special courses for priests to come, priests and bishops to come in and i learn how to perform a proper exorcism. If you do not go through that training, you cannot perform an exorcism.
1: Right. As it always should have been. But I mean, unfortunately it takes something to happen for these protocols to be put in place.
0: And again, when this story was taking place, none of those protocols were, were in place. This is the yeah. story. This is the case that caused those protocols to go into place because there was huge backlash after yeah. this. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, I just wanted to put that out there that, like, now you have to get clearance from the Vatican to do it. Yeah. Um, so here's just some... Here are signs of demonic possession. Um, speaking or understanding languages the individual has never learned um, knowledge of things the person has no way of knowing. Physical, physical strength beyond the person's natural physical makeup. A violent aversion to God and other images slash knowledge related to the Catholic Church. Um, and like I said, only specific priests can perform exorcisms and undergo specific training for this. Um, Sometimes a bishop will grant a priest permission to perform, even though they have not um, trained, but it is at their own uh, discretion.
1: So here's my thought,
0: and not to
1: be, like, insensitive, but the symptoms that they list for demonic possession, right, remind me very much of, like, you know when you hear stories of people who, like, fell into a coma and then they woke up and were able to speak another language? Or, like, people who had, like, an adrenaline rush and had strength that they normally wouldn't possess? That is yep. kind of what this reminds me of. Or of people who just have really good, like, intuition and are able to, like, take in cues and signs to be able to have knowledge that they don't normally would know yeah that's what that kind of like makes me think of
0: and this is why now you have to go through a series of multiple tests medical tests it, by medical it, it, professionals yeah. to make sure that it's nothing else I'll
1: say yeah cause that's like cause like when you were listing off the symptoms those were like my first thoughts you know
0: and it seems and very
1: Yeah. seems very weird to to like beforehand, like I get it, this was what, the seventies, right? Yeah. Or the eighties. Seventies. It was around there. The but it 70s. was like it just it's very weird to not have something in place to rule those kind of things out.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah.
1: And just to have like a regular priest, like I me mean, now I know now. You have to be trained and stuff. But just to have a regular priest be able to be like, yep,
0: that's possession.
1: That's yeah. a little bit odd to me.
0: <laughs> yeah. you know, And the whole thing of them, like, allowing it to happen, but in secret, mm-hmm. that's what's kind of, like, suspicious. Like, it just doesn't, doesn't sit well with me at all. Yeah,
1: that doesn't, yeah. I just, I hate the, the fact that they were like, yeah, we'll do it, but we'll we'll do it in secret. It makes me think that they're hiding something.
0: Yeah. Whenever anybody
1: does anything in secret, that's what it always feels like. Whether they are or not, it very much feels like there's something more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I know it's a lot. It's, it's a heavy. A lot. It's a
1: heavy episode.
0: It's such a heavy topic, and such. A, that's why I kind of just wanted to do it and get it out of. Trying to just. This is
1: especially because it has the whole the whole medical part of yeah. it where but it's like I, it very also, much it mm-hmm. very much doesn't feel paranormal or supernatural but at the same time can't rule it out
0: yeah you know and exorcisms do happen and that's why I happen. wanted to do this case before I do any other exorcism cases because I wanted to highlight the fact that this is the case that implemented so many rules now and so many protocols when it comes to performing exorcisms. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, let's let's get into her exorcism. So, back in the 60s, exorcisms were rare, but the Catholic Church uh rare in the Catholic Church, but um with the movies and books like *The Exorcist* coming out in the early '70s, there definitely became a renewed interest. So, over in over ten months, Alt Father Alton Renz conducted sixty-seven exorcisms, lasting up to four hours. Um, for Annalise.
1: So sorry, he did sixty-seven exorcisms but they were four hours long each or four hours total for all 67.
0: no they they would last like each session would last up to four okay, hours. okay so
1: each each of the 67 exorcism was four hours long each one
0: up to four hours.
1: Wow, okay hold on I need to do that math. Um,
0: yeah like four hours four times 67. Two hundred and sixty-eight. So it's up to two hundred and sixty-eight hours. Now divide that by twenty-four to see how many days. That's eleven point one days. That's a that's a long time. Like if if you were doing if you were doing these exorcisms, like the the amount of exorcisms they did on her, if you were to do the math, like Chantal just did. (laughs) Would <laughs> last eleven point one days.
1: That's that's a lot.
0: It's a lot. It's considering. Yeah, that's a lot. Con- just and just consider how much strain that puts on you.
1: Yeah, because like I'm sure that mentally yes, like
0: and physically. like the exorcism
1: itself is going to be mentally and physically draining. But you got to think about the lead up and the recovery as well
0: after that. Yeah. Oh my god. Like of, oh gosh. Yeah. The first session was on September twenty fourth. And through through these sessions, Annalise revealed to be possessed by six demons. Um That's uh that's a lot. I don't mean to laugh, but now the song Year Zero from the band Ghost comes to mind. I am oh, so the beginning sorry. the beginning? i i d- really like do not mean to laugh but like that's i i read like the first name here and i'm like oh okay um yeah it's just
1: it's odd that it's like that they got like such a specific number you know because i feel I like i
0: have names chantelle oh okay would you like to oh, hear yeah. the names okay. of the six demons
1: um sh- sure i guess uh,
0: okay in no particular order Um, Lucifer. Okay. Cain. He's, like,
1: a big one, though. Like, I feel like that would be a lot. I feel like that would be a lot. Yeah. Just the
0: one. You know? It's, like, he's the big guy. Yes. Um, Cain. Right. Uh, Judas Iscariot. Okay. Adolf Hitler. Okay. Nero. Nero. Okay, and Fleischman. Are these actual like demons, or just bad people? Well, when you hear names like Adolf Hitler and Nero, yeah, those are historical figures that um, I'm That's not like, denying are are not demons right now, rotting in hell. Like they're they're definitely evil people, but
1: did they like become demons like how did they get the ability to these possess- are not
0: these are not demons that are listed in the bible that's for sure. Lucifer, Cain, and I don't know if Judas even is because he a demon. was he was Yeah, cuz
1: like yeah, he was what he was the disciple who betrayed uh Jesus and yeah. then like Lucifer is questionable because you know, he's a fallen angel who Rebelled against God. Um, yeah. and then who else? Cain. 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 See the first, the first murderer. Apparently, yeah. Because he killed his brother, right? Is that is that who we're talking about, or is this a different Cain? I
0: don't know. It's but, unclear, but that's what I'm assuming it is.
1: But like, all these people who are or like these demons, I guess, who are possessing her, are clearly not good people. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yes. But, too, that also brings to question, you know, these priests who are um, performing this exorcism, they would have known this? Like, we... I mean, I don't have a great, huge, in-depth knowledge of the Bible, but... I feel like the priests would, and they would know that not all these people are necessarily demons. They're just evil people. You know? You're,
0: yeah. And I don't want to get into the whole, like, religion talk, because it is, it is controversial. It's, ha- it's hard. It's yeah, a very it's, it's hard, hard topic. and It's hard. You and I were both raised in the Roman Catholic Church. We went to school, we baptized, did the whole sacrament thing, everything. Mm-hmm. The way that you interpret the Bible it's is...
1: personal and different.
0: It's different. And I personally don't... There are some priests that are really good at it. And mm-hmm. um, shout out to Father Joe. Just saying. Um, the, the priest that I grew up with who did my confirmation, he was amazing. He, I remember him coming to our class one day in like the eighth grade and he was there the the whole afternoon with us talking about the afterlife and the end of Mm -hmm. the world. And it was the most fascinating conversation that I've ever had with someone.
1: I feel like that would have scared me.
0: it did it did but it was so interesting to hear his thoughts and his perspective mm-hmm. on it that he knew was based off of the bible yeah but again and and, and that's what the point i'm trying to make is interpretation for everyone is different
1: mm-hmm. that I, that I very you much, also have I to keep in mind that.
0: this is the 70s that's that's true right Things were very different. Things were very different then. I would even argue they were more strict about the teachings in the Bible and took it more literally. Mm-hmm.
1: Then, it's, it's just, it's, it's very, it's very hard to say because, like, everybody has their beliefs. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times those beliefs clash with the medical world, unfortunately. Yes. Um... So I feel like that's that's where a lot of things went wrong. There just wasn't that balance there.
0: No, there wasn't, and it's yeah, and like I said, it's such a sensitive and heavy topic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it is. It's it's quite
1: it's quite heavy.
0: Yeah. So, um, other things. So, aside from the six demons, um, she spoke in a growl. Okay. Um, they tied her down during these sessions so she would stay put mm-hmm. she stopped eating and lost so much weight but nobody forced her to eat Um, and 42 of the sessions were recorded again if you're gonna go and search up the recordings do it at your own discretion I listened to a little bit of it I listened to the part where she was talking about the de- the six demons in her.
1: Mhm. It is I heard I heard that part too.
0: It is horrific. It's it's
1: it, it's, it's
0: scary. It's It's gruesome.
1: Mhm.
0: And it's very very sad. So it is. do it at your own discretion. I would advise not to. <laughs>
1: But again, yeah, it was it's it's not for the faint of heart.
0: No, no. Um. So on July 1st, 1976, she died at the age of 23. Weighing only 68 pounds.
1: Whoa, she lost. She must have lost so much weight.
0: Again, if you're going to look up pictures, do it at your own discretion. I looked up pictures of her she was i'm gonna cry she was just skin and bones, yeah, um like her her eyes were sunken in, her skin was bruised like it it yeah I, yeah it's
1: it's that. hard it's it's hard to look at especially because like you have in your your mind what someone who Is well taken care of, would look like, versus someone who has had this kind of hardship. Mm -hmm. And it's just really sad to see, especially because she's so young. She was, what, 23?
0: She's 23. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The autopsy report stated that the cause of death was malnutrition and dehydration. Um, She also had broken knees, and she may have also had pneumonia ouch yeah
1: that sounds that sounds painful
0: her parents joseph and anna michelle as well as priests ernest alt and arnold Renz were charged with neglect homicide um her parents were defended by eric schmidt leicher and the priest's defense was paid by the church um, the state recommended that none of the priests be jailed, but instead for the priest it was, um, it was a fine. hmm And for the, they, the parents, they were exempted because they had suffered enough. Like. Yeah. looking, like watching your child go through the hut and as a result of it, losing your child. Mm-hmm is definitely enough. Yeah. Um, on March 30th, 1978, the trial began. Um, doctors testified um, and said that she um, was not... Um... That's so... Sorry, I'm reading it and I know what it's supposed to say, but it's not what it's supposed to say. Um, she, she, the, the, okay, sorry, I'm going to start again. Um, the doctor testified and said that she was not possessed, and the manifestation of demonic possession were a psychological effect of her strict religious upbringing and her epilepsy. The defense testified that the exorcism was legal, and they played, um, the various recordings of the sessions. The priest stated that she was finally free of her possession just before her death. Um, Bishop Stengel said he was not aware of her health condition when he approved of the exorcism, but he did not testify in court. But Interesting. and And that's the thing, like, if you're... He approved it, but again, it was secret. And
1: he didn't. And he claims he didn't know about her pre-existing health conditions.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, on April um, of nineteen eighty, not sorry, of nineteen seventy-eight, the Michels and two priests were convicted of neglect homicide, but given. Um, a suspended prison sentence, and ordered to share um, the cost of the legal proceedings. So, the aftermath of all this. The trial and story was spread worldwide, um, even being reported in the New York Times, so you know this was huge. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Because this was in Germany. Yes. And to make it all the way to New York, that's quite far for a story to travel. Or yeah. For
0: this, especially during yeah. this time, like I, I'm not saying that this time was like 1800s, but you know it does take a while for for things to travel, especially if it yeah. was such a small, it a small town in Germany. Yeah,
1: something that doesn't affect the entire world, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. Um, exorcism in Germany definitely decreased after this. Um, and in 1999, Pope John Paul II tightened the rules about permitting exorcism only on rare cases. Right. Oh, and and that is the story of of Annalise Michel. And um. Yeah.
1: It's really sad because there's so many factors happening, and it's. Like, because we're not directly connected, you have that bit of disconnect, right? So it's, like, everybody will be, like, will have one opinion or another. But if you, like, just look at the entire picture, you have these multiple things that are, like, bouncing off of each other. And it's just, it's a sad story overall.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I personally don't think she was possessed. I think she definitely... As the doctor said, and she went through the tests. She had a bunch of I, medical, yeah. and me- medical and medical um, and mental illnesses that, even though they gave her medication for, again, medication works differently for people. Trial hard, and error. Yeah, yeah and I maybe I, those those ones didn't work for her. Mm-hmm.
1: I believe that she believed she was being possessed. Yeah. Whether it was a manifestation of her mental illness or whether it was real, who, like, I can't say one way or the other. I think it was more medical and her mental illness than it was anything else. But Mm -hmm. I feel like she believed that she was possessed.
0: She did, because she wanted the exorcisms to happen.
1: Right. And if she believed in the end that like her that did the demons left her and she had that peace. then at least at least she had that yeah you know
0: quite sad sad. (laughs) it's it's such a heavy it's such a heavy episode and it's um
1: it's but it's just it's it's I don't want to say interesting because that's not the right word but you do really see how important medical like looking at the medical side of things and the religious side of things together is important yeah. in cases like this. Yeah. You know.
0: And I'm sure this this also happens not just in the Catholic religion but in other religions as well. Yeah. So it's likely. it's it's the church's duty to make sure that they do their all other
1: yeah and that like all other avenues have been explored before yeah Yeah. you think
0: about something like this um i mean and like i said i really wanted to do this story before i did any other exorcism stories just because i wanted i wanted the insight into that it's not always what it's not always going to be demonic it's not always mm-hmm. possession. There's so many other factors that you yeah. have to consider before even stepping into the idea of doing an exorcism. Yeah. And I think that's what with Pope John Paul II's strictening the rules. I I I hope that now and I I haven't heard of any other case quite like this um to my knowledge anyways yeah i don't think
1: i have either i mean like not to this degree i mean obviously we've seen um I've like seizures
0: taking place
1: right like we see it in i mean i see it a lot more often nowadays in fictional movies like the fictional horror movies yeah um but we don't we don't really hear about it to the extent um, that happened with this case,
0: at least. Yeah. Yeah. This definitely was the extreme. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm really sorry about this downer. (laughs) God, I... (laughs) Yeah. This was, Um, this was a
1: hard episode, but I, I mean, I hope you're not going to make me out to be a liar. Um, next episode's going to be a little bit lighter. (laughs) Is it, Sally? Oh, no, that's not a good face. Oh, um, no. Well, so I may have lied to everybody,
0: and next episode might not be lighter. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. I oh no. Uh it's not.
1: Well, here's okay to make everybody happy. Sally, you gotta tell put, you.
0: You got you got to
1: put an image of a cat.
0: You know, up here. I'll to put make an image of happy. my cat. Yeah. I'll put an image of Luna. She's adorable. She is. She's so cute.
1: She likes to 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 attack me um by sticking her hand up the back of chairs and clawing my back.
0: Yeah. She does that a
1: lot. When we When we when we looked after her that one time, we were like, what the hell is like stabbing us in her back. And it was your
0: cat. Yeah. 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 So on um, that a little bit of
1: a lighter note than the rest of the episode. Well, I
0: mean, I could tell you what the next story is. Um,
1: okay, because between
0: tell... between now and next week when we record, you're gonna forget, anyways. I mean that's true. I am. I have. I have. Oh God,
1: I have so much stuff to do. I yeah. am gonna forget.
0: So I'll just tell you. Um, okay. Uh, next week's episode is on the Amityville House. Oh, yeah, that's, that's that's a heavy one too. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. It's spooky season though. It is it's yeah, next week's October. Next week's like, October. Like when we're recording this, it's October. Like we're at the end of September when we're recording this.
1: When oh this airs, God, we're
0: probably like, like well into October. Halloween's probably I have tomorrow. assignments due. Chantel. October. Chantel, you have to do your assignments.
1: I will do them. I just I have other ones I have to do first. Oh
0: god. You'll do them.
1: Anyways. I um, will I will get through it and then by the time that we record again, I will have forgotten what we're
0: gonna be doing. You will. About. And then next week when I tell you, you're like, Oh my god, I forgot. Oh right. I'll be like, Oh my goodness, another heavy one. Yeah this that I'm sorry
1: (laughs) Um, it's okay I feel like I feel like we're gonna have some lighter episodes because I think I remember you being like oh my goodness I have like two back-to-back heavy episodes we need something that's a little bit less (laughs) heavy I feel like I remember you mentioning having a bunch of episodes that were heavy back-to-back and being like we need one that's not as heavy and then you put one that was pretty heavy.
0: <laughs> well, shit. The one that I'm researching right now, that's gonna happen after Amityville Horror House, uh, is really heavy too. So I really gotta find a fluffy one. <laughs> but you know what? We're go- yeah. that's what comes I mean, that's... with true crime and
1: paranormal. It's, though, yeah, it's hard to find fluffy ones. Can't there be like, can't there be one where like a bunch of people like died of old age, and now they just pulled pranks with someone? I'll try to
0: find one. (laughs) Actually, the one that I have in mind... I can just picture
1: you Googling old people
0: dying of old age, and now they are pulling pranks on other people. (laughs) Um, The one that I have in mind that I might actually do after Amyville House, um, it's it's sad, but um, it's one that I talk about all the time in my marketing classes. Oh,
1: I would not have thought paranormal (laughs) marketing to go. It's not
0: paranormal, it's a true crime story. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's still sad, very sad, but um it's one that we talk about in when I was studying marketing, um, especially with PR public relations within major corporations. Ooh, interesting. Maybe I'll do that one because it's it's not as heavy. Oh my god, you just got so loud. Did
1: I really? Yeah, I think it was, I think it was my headphones, but you got like,
0: you blew my eardrums out, girl. I'm so, <laughs> so... sorry, I, I didn't raise my voice at all.
1: <laughs> I think, I no, I think it was my headphones, they've been like, the volume has been going okay. crazy on the first I got reason. Like,
0: I got like goosebumps oh. all over myself right now, and I, it's, it's like 9.30, and. Yeah, it's. I need yeah, to like, like I'm gonna play some Baldur's Gate to get myself out of this. I'm gonna
1: watch cute videos on YouTube.
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you I go mean, watch I your cute videos. I'm gonna romance my vampire rogue.
1: <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna close the episode out or are you just gonna yes. leave it at that? Sorry.
0: One? Thank you for watching. Like, share, subscribe. Um leave your comments below again i'm sorry about this episode, episode? yeah it's scary um, yeah until next time stay spooky
1: <laughs> toodles. toodles yeah